0: Alhamdulillah <laughs> bin al-shaytanirajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Alhamdulillah alameen. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala seyyedina Muhammadin. Sayyidina wa salladina wa habibina wa shafi'ina mawlana. Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa ghuriyatihi wa ahli beitihi. Wa memtabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yum al-deenei wa ba'l. Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala has allowed us to reach this Mubarak hour, this Mubarak day once more, (coughs) to Allah Ta'ala is all praise. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has allowed us to reach this Mubarak month, the sacred month of the qada Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to Him is praise. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, take the people who have intended Hajj to the sacred lands safely. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala facilitate for them their manasik. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their prayers on behalf of the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen. For those who have attended this Friday prayer for the previous several weeks, you will remember that in order, we discussed last week, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving the commandment, waista'inu Seek help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through steadfastness. Patience, steadfastness. Patience meaning not being moved by difficulty in pursuit of whatever goal you are seeking. And steadfastness meaning keep going. Whatever you're doing, keep going. Some things, they don't happen right away. Goals are not achieved overnight. If you want to do something big, sometimes you're going to have to work and you're going to have to... Keep working for a long time without seeing much result. A person wishes to pay a debt off. They have to pay for 30 years, for 20 years. After one month or two months, they say, I paid so much money and it hasn't. Put a dent in my debt. Just be steadfast. The time passes. The time passes. A person wishes to lose weight. A person wishes to gain strength. A person wishes to do any of these things. What do they have to do? They have to keep at it. and with the prayer. That you have to be steadfast with the prayer as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in one place after this formula, he says, In Allah Ta'ala is with the ones who are patient. In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa and this is something very enormous. It is an enormity. It is something very difficult. It's a great difficulty and it's a great burden and it's a great stress. Except for those people who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those people who, inside of their heart, they have the conviction that they will meet Allah Ta'ala one day. That they will meet Allah Ta'ala one day and that it is to him, it is unto him that their return shall be. So this idea that we talked about, the pact that the slave makes, (laughs) that we don't worship anyone but you and we don't seek help from anyone except for you. This salat in which we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this summer that we have to we say, it's easy to say, it, say to somebody, this is your formula, this is how you're going to do it. A person says, I did it for one day, I did it for two days, nothing happened. A person said it, I did, did it for one week, for one month, for two months, nothing happened. I've been at it for 40 years, nothing happened. Allah Ta'ala himself, he mentions in his book, it is an enormous thing, except for, for those people, except for, for those people who fear Allah Ta'ala. What is the description of those who fear Allah Ta'ala? Those people who inside their heart, they have this conviction that they were to meet their Lord one day. And that unto Him shall their return be. It is a sunnah, to read the Surah Al-Kahf on Fridays. At the very end of the Surah Al-Kahf. At the very end of the Surah Al-Kahf. Amen. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala also mentions this idea of the Laka of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. فَمَنْ كَانَ لِقَاءِ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا That the person who has Raja. The person who has hope, who wishes for the meeting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let them do good deeds. Let them do good deeds and let them not associate in the worship of of their Lord anyone, anyone at all. This idea of having fondness for the day that you meet Allah ta'ala. Having hope for the meeting of Allah Ta'ala. This is one of the fundamental cornerstones of iman, and it's one of the things that we most ignore. It's one of the things that we most ignore. Not only by human nature, because human nature is itself heedlessness. The lexicographers of the Arabic language find the word insan very peculiar. And there's some debate and discussion and speculation as to what its root is because it's not clear cut. So one of the opinion, opinions of the lexicographers is that Insan is what? It's from Nusyan, the one who's forgetful by nature. Wallahu alam, Allah Ta'ala knows best. On top of that, on top of that, our forefathers, they built a civilization that is based on the dhikr, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Everywhere you turn, there's a masjid, Every day you hear the adhan five times a day. Whether you pray or not, it will remind you. Whether you want to hear that reminder or not. Pious people hear the adhan. Drunkards hear the adhan. People in the middle of sin, they hear the adhan. So much so that it destroys the enjoyment of the sin. They had a civilization that was built on the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where are we now, however? We are far from that civilization. We live amongst the people who are heedless of Allah and His Rasul and have made it a, a, a tacit agreement that, look, we won't persecute you for you following your religion. However, don't mention it in any place of any importance. Don't mention it at school, don't mention it at work, don't mention it in any government function, don't mention it to us. And still, mashallah, this country that we live in, still the mention of God, occurs every now and again. There are some places that are literally they're militantly secular people. They made secularism into a religion. And even here, to mention Allah Ta'ala is to be not taken seriously in almost any forum in life, with very few exceptions. This forum that we're in right now being one of the most blessed of those exceptions. So a person has to remind themselves about this, that I will meet Allah Ta'ala one day. Certain things will look bad in this world, and they'll look good in that world. Certain things will look good in this world, and they will look bad in that world. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentions in a Sahih Hadith, من أحب الله أحب الله ومن أبغض الله أبغض الله the person who loves to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The person who loves to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala loves to meet that person. And the person who hates to meet Allah ta'ala, Allah Taala hates to meet that person. What does this mean? It means the one who has the love and the fond hope that one day my Rabb that I worship, that I prayed five times a day. Okay, some people didn't pray five times a day. Some people only prayed in Jum'ah or they skipped this or they skipped that. It's not okay, I'm not justifying it. But I'm saying it's still not according to the preponderant majority of the ulama, it's still not kufr. This Allah Ta'ala in front of whom you put your head on the floor in a way that you never did in front of anyone else and you never would want to in front of anyone else. This Allah Ta'ala for whose sake, you said I'm not going to eat the things that other people eat. I'm not going to say the things that other people say. I'm not going to commit the indecencies that other people commit. I'm not go in, going to enjoy certain pleasures that other people enjoy. A person should have a fondness of meeting that Allah Ta'ala. That Allah Ta'ala who says, who says He commanded the Rasul to say to the people, Oh, my slaves that have committed excess against themselves. Don't ever give up hope in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. <laughs> He's the one who forgives all sins, categorically forgives all sins. Wal Ghafur <laughs> Rahim. Indeed, He is the one who is the most forgiving and the most merciful. If this is the promise and the description of Allah Ta'ala for the sinner, then how much should he, the righteous person love the meeting of Allah Ta'ala? Oftentimes, why, this is psychology of children. They become traumatized by negativity, so they remember negativity, they grow up, and they have these kind of childlike impressions on their psyche. So as children, they'll probably never forget the one time that the, their parents hit them, or that someone yelled at them, or that their Quran teacher was mean to them, or whatever. Right? Even though all of the parents and teachers and whatever may have actually shown great love to that child. We as human beings, we're like that. So we remember, okay, Jahannam is really bad. A person burns forever, very scary. We remember that, and you should remember that. But that's not the only thing that happens on the Day of Judgment. On the Day of Judgment, Allah will forgive people. He'll forgive more people from the believers than than He punishes. If a person is going to be astonished on the Day of Judgment by something, what do you think they'll be astonished by? By Allah's forgiveness or by Allah's punishment? They'll be astonished by Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. If you read the Quran and you read the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you'll see very clearly that that's a day that we'll see, the believers will see the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that outstrips all things. A person should love the meeting of Allah Ta'ala. Now despite all of that, if a person runs away from remembering meeting Allah Ta'ala, runs away from it. If a person avoids it, if a person puts it off, what does that mean? The one who loves to meet Allah Ta'ala on that day, Allah Ta'ala loves to meet them, meaning what? Allah Ta'ala will treat that person as a beloved one who is coming to meet them. Otherwise, Allah Ta'ala does what he wishes. Allah Ta'ala does what he wishes. There's no issue of him not wanting something to happen and it doesn't happen. And the meaning of the person who hates to meet Allah Ta'ala, that Allah hates to meet them, if Allah truly, in the literal sense, I shouldn't say truly, if Allah Ta'ala in the literal sense, because not everything in the book of Allah Ta'ala, and the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was meant to be taken literally. If it literally meant that he hated to meet them, that means that meaning would never happen. The meaning of Allah hating to meet that person is that he will treat that person like one that he hates to meet. He will not listen to their pleas. He will not honor them on that day. It's like an uninvited guest that showed up and you ignore them. Why wouldn't a person want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala by the barakah of la ilaha illallah, He promised that one day all sins will be forgiven? <laughs> the one who holds desire inside their heart, if you want to be from the former category, the one who holds the desire inside of their heart, for the liqa for the meeting with his Lord. Let him work righteous deeds and not associate in the worship of his Lord anyone. This work righteous deeds, this is one of the reasons that a person should do good deeds, is what? It is something that helps to keep alive the desire to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside the heart. That desire which if it dies, it will cause the entire planet unravel. People oftentimes ask, is this far? Do I have to do this? What type of attitude does this betray? This betrays an attitude that a person doesn't see benefit in the deeds that they do. However, every single one of us knows, the day you enter into your grave, nobody is going to give a damn about what car you drive, what your house is like, what food you ate, what TV shows you used to watch. No one's going to care about any of those things, including the person who's entering into their grave. In fact, if a person has a care about any of those things, it's probably going to be anxiety. It's probably not going to be a good feeling. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught his own family, the members of his own household, right? Go home, try to t- teach something about the deen to your wife, see how it goes. If there's any sisters here, you know, go home, try to, t- married sisters, go home and try to teach something to your husband about the deen, see if he really wants to hear it from you. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to his home, he asked Sayyida Aisha radiAllahu ta'ala anha, that such and such animal was slaughtered, is any part of it left over? She says, yeah, it's all there except for one uh, one leg of the animal we, we gave uh, to someone who came to ask. Rasulullah gave a beautiful ex- uh, reply. He said, what? He said, that that leg that you gave for the sake of Allah ta'ala, that's the only thing that's going to be left for you. The rest of it that you consume, it will be gone <coughs> in this world. That leg will be waiting for you on the day of judgment. This is a term. This is a term of the discipleship at the bay'ah that we took with our Mashaif in order for them to see it as worth their time to teach us. That they made us agree, they made us agree that on the Day of Judgment, nothing will benefit you, nothing will benefit you except for your own deeds. You being associated with the Nadhab, you being associated with a sheikh, you being associated with a movement, you being associated with a Masjid, you being associated with X, Y, and Z identity, all of it is going to be, it's going to be meaningless on the Day of Judgment. All you have with you to take with you on that journey is your good deeds we should remember that we should remind ourselves about those things we sometimes forget about those things it is a long journey and we don't pack for that journey what are you going to pack with your with you for that journey it's not your car it's not your wallet your credit cards your debit card your phone tap to pay none of that stuff is going to come with you you know and i know Look, mashallah, even religious people, they often delude themselves about it. My beard, my turban, none of it is going to help if I don't have any good deeds. If I did it for the sake of Allah, it will help me. If I did it in order to look good or look, you know, like sheikhi in front of everybody inside the masjid, it's not going to help me. None of these things are going to help me. The only thing that's going to help me is what? My good deeds. It's all you get to take with you. So a person now says, do I have to do this? Do I have to do this? Is it far? Do I have to do this? It's a long journey. Who gets to consume the provisions they take with them on the journey? It's you. The whole airport is stuck with people who have excess baggage right now. Many of them are from the same countries that we're from, and they load way too much stuff inside of their bags. And then they argue with the person, you know, like, oh, you know, can I have this kilo, that kilo, and then they have to throw something away. Why? Because you need stuff. You need to take things with you, provisions for for your journey. But Allah Ta'ala says, you take as much as you want with you. This is a blessing from Allah Ta'ala. This is a blessing from Allah Ta'ala. You take as much as you want with you. You want to take two raka'as with you? Take two raka'as. You want to take four with you? Take four. You want to take one juz of Qur'an? Take it with you. You want to take half a juz? Take it with you. If you want to take nothing and then on the you know on the journey you find yourself coming up short, you find yourself hungry or thirsty on that day, you find yourself naked and exposed on that day. Whose fault is it? It's not spirit airlines, they're not going to charge you for a carry-on. Allah Ta'ala says, take as much as you want with you. Take as much as you want with you. This is from His generosity. This is a favor that Allah Ta'ala did for us. The only person who is going to be able to make that preparation for that day is who? The one who remembers that day and thinks about how is this going to look in front of Allah Ta'ala. The one who is more concerned with how is this going to look in front of Allah Ta'ala than How is this going to look in front of? My parents or my in-laws or my children or my boss at work or my friends at school or my neighbors or these people or those people or the rich or the poor or news or politicians or any of those things. It's only through this conviction that a person actually generates nur inside of their their hearts. That nur is such a thing, it moves people. When people see your convictions, it moves them. That's not why you do it, but interestingly enough, oftentimes the reason that people make bad choices for themselves in their life and for their deen is their concern about what other people are going to say about them, Interestingly enough, if you do something that's correct, and you do it with conviction, you will make a better impression on those people than you will by caring about what they have to say. I wake up in the morning, someone says, Hamza, you should go east. So, okay, (laughs) Jazakallah khairan. Hamza, you should go west. (laughs) Jazakallah khairan. Hamza, you should go north. You should go south. (laughs) Jazakallah khairan. You should stay right where you are. What am I going to do? If all of them are equally going to upset somebody or another, then prioritize. Who is the, If you're going to upset someone in everything you do, and you will, choose not to upset the only one that matters, who is Allah Ta'ala. Now yes, Allah Ta'ala commands us to be kind to our parents, and to our family, and to the ulama, and to the poor, and to several groups of people, and there's a particular way of doing that. But you don't do it for their sake, whose sake do you do it for? You do for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala make us from amongst those who love to meet Him. May Allah Ta'ala receive us on the day of judgment like He receives the ones that He loves. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala give us the ability to do good deeds so that our bags are full with good things to take with us into the grave. May Allah Ta'ala spare us and forgive us for our sins that those sins shouldn't come into us with our grave, come with us into our graves and torture us. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala make us of those who the entire creation marvels at on the Day of Judgment and says, we wish we were like this person. And Allah Ta'ala spare us from being the person that the entire creation watches and sees what happens to them on the Day of Judgment okay. and says, Ya Allah, don't make me like that person. Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ar Sayyidina Muhammadu ala alihi wa sahbihi